0: Hi there. Thanks for downloading and listening to this Speak Free Radio podcast. All the shows are free to download and stream, and always will be. If you get value from them and would like to sponsor the station with a donation, we'd appreciate your help as part of our end-of-year donation drive. Just go over to speakfreeradio.com and click the Donate button on the top right of the website. Thanks for your help and now time for the show.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Eli James here along with Michael Swede, and as usual, chaos reigns here at Eurofolk Radio. We just can't seem to avoid it, but we should be live and streaming on both, Speak Free Radio and Eurofolk Radio, and Michael, you should be with me on the StreamYard feed. Are you there?
2: Yes, I am here. Do you hear me all, everybody?
1: I hear you loud and clear, which is fantastic. Loud and clear is what, what we live by, right? Loud and clear. So I'm still at, in the process of uh, picking up the, uh, the link for everybody to follow us uh, with uh, uh, Charles Lee Mange, who's uh, the pseudonym for Pastor Dan Gaiman. By the way, Pastor Dan Gaiman is still alive and ticking and kicking and uh, sermonizing uh, here in, well, I'm not in Missouri, I'm in Arkansas, but he's up in Missouri, not far from Kansas City, and he has a a thriving congregation up there, and he has been left alone by the feds and by the Jews. Thankfully, he's not being harassed, and uh, great. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, it's fantastic that it's sounding wonderful. This has been our objective when we first signed up with Speak Free Radio, and we're going to do our best to keep it loud and clear. And I'm, I'm trying to retrieve the, the link for the article. But in the meantime, uh, you know, let's just continue because, Michael, you have the downloadable version of the article, which we can't share with people on the Internet. So why don't you pick up where we left off from last week, and uh,
2: I will join you as soon as I can. Okay, but um, so before then, I just have some uh, question. First, regarding to Pastor Dan Gaiman, as you know. Yes. Uh, wouldn't it be possible to try to get in connection with him and see if he wants to join us sometime and discuss uh, two C-Line messages and the Bible in general, and also maybe his article? Uh,
1: I think so. Uh I, I haven't communicated him with quite some time, but I'm think I'm sure that will be possible, and uh, you know, so I'll I'll give him a jingle or, or send him a letter, right? I do have his phone number, so uh, uh, that's a good idea. Let me let me pursue that, and uh, in the, in the meantime, uh, because uh, people may still have the link to the Internet Archive version of his article, The Two Seeds of Genesis 315. Okay. And,
0: yep.
1: uh, yeah, and th- that is, I mean, how-, how should I put it? That is the signature article on the two seed line message. I mean, there is <laughs> very little I see wrong with uh, his article there. And, yeah, there's something going on with our computer. People have been telling me they have had difficulty logging into Eurofolk Radio, and they had to refresh the page to get it going. And uh, so I'm trying – oh, yeah, I see, I'm having difficulty retrieving uh, last week's show so I can get that link. So I will just abandon that because this may be causing problems for us. So uh, I'll see if I can open the uh, hard copy of it uh which uh, I don't seem to have thank you okay okay he, Michael just sent me the uh, link for that online article and I couldn't retrieve it from uh, for apparently now I've closed all the windows I possibly can to you know avoid interference with our live stream and so I'm uh, starting that right now. I'll, I'll join people in the Eurofolk radio chat room shortly. But uh, so, uh, Michael, go ahead. Go for it. Tell us where you're uh, at in, in the article and we'll start.
2: Yes. And I'm on page uh, uh, 42. But then one more question that arises to me now. It has come to my attention, probably your too. Now people are talking about this this coming Wednesday, the third, is it the third of the um, fourth of October that people okay. believe. Think that they will start up this. Uh, uh, they have, um, I think, FEMA have announced some kind of test of an emergency system. All right. Um, yes, and it seems to be people. Uh, they also think that this could be a way for them to activate this nano nanotechnology within people. This uh, um, all this that they have pumped into them with, with the vaccines. And do you have any? Have you any thoughts about that? What is your take on this? Or so this is just more. Jewish fear porn. Uh,
1: My thought on that is: Do not participate. Do not participate. This is a way of getting you uh, linked in to their system. So, uh, do you have the information as to exactly what time this is going to happen? You know, this is kind of like a uh, a warning. You know, like uh, they have these uh, warnings from the CDC, from various. uh, departments of government so tune in when to hear this broadcast you know like a uh, a warning that a storm is approaching right uh do not participate that's my advice do not participate okay (laughs) so uh, do you have any information as to what time that this is going to happen is it going to happen in europe too is this global
2: yeah um, that's the question. I don't know because the, there is an official. Uh, I can see if I can dig up the official document from FEMA because there is an official statement they have sent out, and uh-huh. they are this time as uh, two point twenty-two um, Eastern time. Right. Okay. And that's basically eight o'clock here in Sweden. If that would be valuable i just want and maybe it's true maybe not i don't know i i just need to i know that there is at least one of those um tests that they are doing they are doing this test anyway that's that's what i know are you still there
1: Parade of Gog and Magog in the city of London. Sussex man is in the chat room. He can maybe put a link in the chat room for us about that. And so 11-11, 222, 11, and two times 11 is 22, right? And remember the, the uh, invasion of Normandy at 6 a.m. June 6, uh, 1946? Uh, Folks, folks, I smell a rat. I smell a Jew rat. Okay. So uh, this this is suspicious, highly suspicious. And I would say turn your phone off. Does anybody have information on how long this emergency alert, this FEMA alert, is going to last because I say I say you should turn your phone off and maybe put it inside of a lead box <laughs> for the duration. Back to you, Michael. That's my view of the situation.
2: Yeah, and I I lost your uh, when you spoke. I, I lost your uh, your voice. I didn't hear what you say, but I agree. And I also read in the chat room that uh, Brother Herbert gives a very good point to this that it is a day. This is like one October the fourth two twenty two pm female or is a psyop to make conspiracy theories look like idiots. And I I kind of agree with this that this could be this normal psyops. They won't try to yeah, they're trying to make you look like stupid. And then as he also point out, they will not say when this when this one is is used. They can I don't think they will as he also said, they will not do this summification for signal out in the open and announce it. No, probably not. I also agree with that. So this is probably a a but for, yes. for, to be sorry, safe. Just keep your phone off because yes. having the phone off, it doesn't, it won't hurt you. It will more save your lives than having all those uh, technical um, gadgets on.
1: Yeah, and uh, you remember every time I, I can't tell you how many times when I log in to either my phone or the computer internet. They want me to uh, link up my phone, my Internet, everything else that can possibly be linked up, you know, and and by the Artificial Intelligence Network, A-I-N. Let's give it a name. A-I-N, the Artificial Intelligence Network. AIN. What is AIN? That's that's, uh, in Hebrew. That is the top. Oh, man. Oh. I'm creating angst within myself, folks. AIN, A-I-N, is the top of the, what it, well, it's called the tree of life, which is the Kabbalistic tree of life, the Kabbalistic tree of life, okay? it's refer. AIN is the top uh, figure, the top uh, portion of the Kabbalistic tree of life. A-I-N, I think I just stumbled onto something, Michael. Okay, uh, maybe somebody in the chat room can um, uh, capture an image of the uh, Kabbalistic tree of life and present it to people. Ain is the top, the figure. It's it's a ten pointed figure. It's obvious. It's cabalistic, folks. I cannot find anything about this in the Bible except the term tree of life, which we know is our DNA. Our DNA is the tree of life. That's how the Bible presents it. The Bible does not present the uh, uh, turn-off emergency alert. Uh, If you can do that, Nimble Horse says, uh, okay, he says, how to turn off emergency alerts on iPhone full guide, okay? That's for iPhone. I I, I don't have an iPhone, but I'm just going to, you know, it may be wise to just disable your phone entirely because what they're trying to do is they're trying to link you up with the artificial intelligence network. That's what they're trying to do, folks. All right. And uh, yeah, uh, keep us in a state of angst so that we'll make stupid moves all the day long. Right. That's what this is about, folks. All right. I'm glad you brought that up, Michael, because I was planning on talking about that anyhow, uh, uh, because I'm not sure, you know, uh, I haven't got any direct information about that yet. But the warnings from the so called conspiratorial right <laughs> need to be heeded. And we are. Primo, universal, primo number one of the conspiratorial right, right here at Eurofolk Radio and Speak Free Radio. By the way, uh, a a big shout out to Paul and Dave, who basically run Speak Free Radio, and uh, keep those people happy by listening, tuning in more often than you otherwise would, and Please tell everybody you know about your folk radio and, of course, my book, The Great Impersonation, How the Antichrist Has Deceived the Whole World and Is Doing So. Oh. <laughs> JT says, remove the battery and throw the darn thing away. <laughs> well, that's one way of doing it, right? But then you, you lose all your memory, right? Uh, fortunately, in my case... I don't know if it's fortunately or not, because I don't trust I, I don't trust any of these browsers at all, you know, because you can save your passwords on Google. And, you know, and I get these messages. Sorry, folks, for this long tangent, but it's critical. Uh, things are moving at rapid pace. They're moving so rapidly that we can't keep up, keep up barely. So and here's uh, what happens. Uh, Google will save your passwords for you. And every once in a while, I will get a message from my Internet service provider, which is still AT&T. Okay, there's the guide, everybody. Nimble Horse just posted it. In, for those of you who have iPhones, go ahead and click on that. And every once in a while, I'll get a message from AT&T telling me, your password is not secure. How do they know that my password is not secure? Okay, are they spying on me? Uh, Don't I have enough digits in my password? I don't trust them, folks. I simply do not trust them. This is all part of the AI globalist agenda to to steal your information, especially for those of us who haven't gotten jabbed because they have the information on everybody who has been jabbed because they're radiating their personal medical records 24 seven. And they want to in, in in, what's the word? What's this uh, star Trek. They want to tether us (laughs) and train us into their system. Resist, resist the trend folks back to you, Michael.
2: Yeah, I have the same take as you said on this browser. I never ever save any passwords anywhere. If because then then they know the password. Of course they do. Otherwise the cat well, how how would they save it? They yeah, need sure. to know the password. So then you give them the passwords and then they can say, Oh, it's not safe because they have gave it up. They have they are the one that makes the in- intrusion into your stuff. Not 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 any boogeyman. They are the one doing it.
1: Yeah. You might as well call it Jugal. Bill Gates owns it. Okay. Uh, would he do anything for your benefit, Michael, <laughs> for our benefit? <laughs> uh, Nimble Horse, no. he's, in, he's in the United Kingdom. The U.K. public alert made a strange sound and was very distracting. If you don't know what it is, I was driving at the time. Okay. I mean, yeah, they're going all out to entrain us, folks. That Star Trek talk for drag you in. <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty. Get me off of this accursed planet. All right. So uh, I'm still waiting for, uh, I've got slow internet this morning. I may have to get a new hotspot. This one may be wearing out, even though it's only like four or five months old. Anyway, so uh, let's get started. Uh, a A good tangent, a very good tangent for everybody listening.
2: Okay. Okay, oh. Yeah, I, I think it's good to point this out also that all this you also we not, we don't, is not drawn away in, in psyops because I have not really got, to, if I just take my, how I felt with the inside of me, I don't really feel this is true, really. That's why I'm more asking myself a question: can it be true? I don't know. Yes, but yes. I, haven't, I haven't got to really the, what do you say, that this is really true. So the spirit haven't really told me this is true, really.
1: Yeah, never give anything to Google, says Bavaria, man. Thank you very much. And uh, Sussex man says the information is that it will reach your phone even if it is switched off or no battery power.
2: How is that possible?
1: Can they do that? It will reach computers, radios, and TVs. The time could also be variable. Could Be the 24th of October or early November 5th. Remember, remember the 5th of November treason and plot, etc. Remember the 11th of November, 1111. 11, the Rothschilds celebrate their connection to Gog and Magog every year on November 11th. Okay, so they could do it at any time without us knowing. So, but it's thank you for giving us the alert so that now. We know, that, uh, somebody in the chat room, please figure out how to avoid getting tra- entrained to this system. Swamp Fox says, Russia will do a nationwide nuclear alert test on October 5th. Now, what's that all about? What is that all about? I heard a rumor that uh, Ukraine has surrendered In it's war with Russia. I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe somebody can check that out. I, I tend not to believe that because the Rothschilds never surrender. They always beat both sides into submission and they take over. But that's what that war in Ukraine is all about. It's the Rothschilds totally taking over Ukraine. And they're sacrificing Ukrainian lives. They're shooting Ukrainian soldiers and civilians in the back and blaming it on Russia, blah, blah, blah. But Russia has been entrained into that war because the Rothschilds can do substantial damage to Russia economically, should they choose to do so. So I think uh, uh, Putin has been entrained into that conflict a while. <laughs> okay. And Brother Ebert says, hide in a Mylar potato chip bag from 2 to 4 p.m., <laughs> right? Whatever works. A lead box. A lead box. I'm going to r- run down to the... Uh, what do you call it? The, the, the local retail shop and see if they have a lead box. Uh, so don't get sucked in, folks. Don't get sucked in. But you know, as you just said, Michael, they're going to be doing this, uh sporadically and piecemeal. For for some reason, they've chosen to announce this particular day. But thank you for the alert, Rothschilds, because you know, we we're we're trying to stay one step ahead of the Rothschilds all right yeah yeah this is uh yeah this is real ai folks y- you know that the world is being run by ai that is artificial intelligence and paul says none of it has to be true the mere fact that they can put the gaslighting info out there and people absorb it and react to it means that it has exactly the same fear inducing effect as if it were actually real Isn't yeah that what isn't that what television is all about? <laughs> and Swamp Fox says a microwave oven is not a Faraday cage. So a Faraday cage. Um, I still have the material uh, from uh, when I was in Illinois that I covered my computer with to uh, minimize the radiation. So I'll have to dig that out and, and cover my computer and phone as much as possible. All right. All right, folks. It's yeah, <laughs> the the world is in a strong delusion, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Don't believe anything a Jew says. The only time a Jew says the truth is when he is going to suck you in to a lie. Nothing is real. Isn't that what the, the, the song by the Beatles says? Nothing to get hung about, strawberry fields forever. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it, brother Michael.
2: Yes. So now to some more of the, what do say, serious stuff, I would say. This uh, biblical truth in the two seed line message, that's the most important truth that we can learn here upon earth. So let's jump into it. Yes. So I will basically start up in the top of page 142, because that's where I left off last time. So got to be here somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, I think you read Luke. Wait, didn't you read Luke? Um, You said I should pick up uh, Luke. Uh, Which one was 1927? Was that the one? Yes, that's the one.
1: Yeah, Yeah, we ended shortly after that. Uh, Now I'm going to send the link, uh, Archive.org link to the people in the chat room. Okay, it finally opened for me. It took all this time for it to open for me. Okay. So now I'm going to share it with the people in the chat room.
2: And so let us know where you're at um, it's page 42 and the second part in John 15 verses 22 27 is the start of it so page John
1: 15 okay because the pages don't line up with the uh, printed with the PDF document so the what's the John 1522 yeah okay so if you open a document and search for John 1522, On the internet version, it'll take you right there, okay?
2: All right, go for it. Okay, so in John um, chapter 15, verse 22, 27, Jesus Christ is telling why he come to speak to this wicked seed line of the Jews. Because he spoke to them, and because they refused to hear the truth and rejected the truth, they are without a cloak to hide their sins. This will be the justification for Luke 19, verse 27 to take place. And you can be sure that the gathering of this wicked Jew seed uh, into Palestine is all uh, to the end that judgment can be uh, pronounced upon them in the very place where they spilled the righteous blood of Jesus Christ. The head of the U.S. serpent race will be crushed in the very place where they attempted the death of Jesus Christ.
1: Okay, that would be fair, <laughs> right? So in other words, what uh, Dan Gaiman is saying, by the, with their attempt by the Rothschilds and uh, the wor- world jury to claim Palestine by pretending to be Israel, they uh, will actually gather, at least some of them, will be gathering in, in Palestine for their own destruction. All right. But that would be the head of the snake, would it not? Although it would not be the financial head, because the financial head is in London. So something needs to happen in London as well. And also here in America, because their military wing is here in Washington, D.C. So these three centers of intrigue and power for the international Jew must be destroyed. Somebody figure out a way <laughs> to get that done, folks. Somebody get—I would love to do that. Uh, I'm tired of waiting for the judgment day. I want to bring it in. All right, back to you, Michael. Um,
2: so we can say that the religious wing is in probably in Itzalai, and the financial wing is in the city of London, London, London and right. and the military wing is in Washington D.C.
1: Those are the three evil spirits, the three frogs in the Book of Revelation. Okay, that's what, they, that's what that is. All right, back to you.
2: Thank you. So now we identify them, the three frogs in the book of Revelation, and that has never been heard in a Judeo-Christian church. <laughs> okay. No, they'll so, never talk about that. Yeah. No. <laughs> the entire book of Acts records the enmity waged between the Jews and the apostles, or um, seed of the women. Note, Acts 13, verses 10, wherein St. Paul called... Um, Elmis, a member of the serpent race, the child of the devil and the enemy of all righteousness. Um, as you read through the narratives of the reminder of the New Testament, you find St. Paul and other of the apostles and writers of the book of the New Testament in constant warfare with the Jews, who are the seed of the serpent. In fact, Revelation uh, 2 verses 9 and 3 verses 9 calls the Jews the synagogue of Satan. Why were they called the synagogue of Satan? Because they were a seed of the serpent in this earth. The New Testament reveals two races and two religions. The seed of the woman and the true faith of Jesus Christ and the seed of the serpent in this earth. The new and the true faith of Jesus Christ and the seed of the serpent and the satanic teachings of the Jewish Talmud. When the Bible uh, closes its r- record in Revelation, the seed of the serpent is a total enmi- enmity with the seed of the woman. Amen. Amen. All right, so uh,
1: now especially for the listeners on Speak Free Radio, who many of whom are not as familiar with the Bible as those of us on Eurofolk Radio, uh, I want to totally confirm what you just read, Michael, because the Jews are the Antichrist collectively, the, anti- the synagogue of Satan. What's the synagogue? It's the congregation, the ecclesia of Satan. That's who the Jews are. It's all the Jews collected together in the congregation. Now, I really get tired of hearing people say, well, there are some good Jews in this world. No, that Jew has simply not had the opportunity to stab you in the back. That Jew will eventually stab you in the back because he takes as it takes its orders from the Rothschilds from the synagogue of Satan and in your local rabbi. Okay. They may find you useful in the present era and make use of you, as for example, a nurse or a doctor or an ambulance driver or a vaccine manufacturer. They may find you useful and treat you well in the meantime, but if you ever turn against them, you will be persona non grata quick. You will be persona non grata quick. Here are the four verses that you must all memorize, and they're all in the epistles of John. 1 John 2.18. Little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Okay, this is the last era, the final era before the judgment day. First John two twenty two. Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Yahshua or Jesus, as it's presented here, is the Messiah. He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. First John four three. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ or Yahshua Messiah is come in the flesh, in the flesh, folks, is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Second John seven, For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not, that Yahshua Messiah is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. So, question to you, Michael: Which group of which ecclesia, which synagogue, is agrees one hundred percent that Jesus Christ, Yeshua Messiah, is not the
2: Messiah? No, it's the Jewish people. They're they all always- no,
1: all of them, all of them. And you may he- read about uh, some Jew that converted to Christianity, but they can't do it. they may be able to do it with words, but they can't do it in the spirit unless they don't have any Nephilim DNA floating around in their bodies, all right? Because there are so-called Jews who are actually Adamites who've been adopted by Jewish families and raised in the Jewish faith. But if you're raised in the Jewish faith, uh, you're going to be behaving like an Antichrist. The very, very few. T- talk about brainwashing, from cradle to grave. Judaism is cradle to grave brainwashing. That's what it is. All right. All right. Please continue.
2: And what I thought about uh, also, because this is also something I, I, step, I found out, as you say, those pe- there are a lot of people that believe that, oh, they are good Jews. They always try to find those, uh, those examples. But, hey, then they can throw out their Bible because it said, it doesn't say there are any good devils. There's no good devils.
1: Right, there's no good devils, right?
2: <laughs> right? No, it's, it's not. So and then also we also have this argument that people say, Oh, the man of perdition will come. Well, no, he's already here. It is in the Jewish people.
1: Yes. The devil is in their DNA.
2: Yeah. Is, that, is, yeah. And I think that is also a part of this, you know, this this scheme that the Jews have said that there is no devil. Then they believe that the devil he is not here yet. So come on, no, nothing to worry about. But that's that was their trick. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Oh yeah, trickery, uh,
1: telling uh, believable lies. Right. That is uh, that is the essence of Judaism. Telling, and you have to understand that have had two thousand years of practice at fooling Christians into believing jewish lies all right and that's the masoretic text which is the text that the king james version is based on it's full of jewish distortions uh redefinitions of words etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah and uh well uh lily says jesus means son of zeus uh, that's just a uh what they call it uh, that's a, a coincidence there's no way that uh the word jesus the, the word jesus has no, no meaning you know, it's a, it was just created by the churches to transliterate the word Yahshua. Okay. However, uh, the pagans believe that. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the pagan gods are anointed by Zeus. There's no doubt about that.
2: Okay. All right. Back to you. Okay. Let's uh, continue. So, as you follow the seed of the serpent through history, it was left a very vivid trail of, for the, mo- uh, for the past 19 and, and more centuries, this serpent race has attacked the foundations of every Christian state on this earth and has fought a relentless war with the seed of the women. After 70 AD, when the Jews were defeated and banished from Jerusalem by the Roman armies under Titus, they divided into two groups, um, with the um, Sephardim moving along the coast of North Africa, and on into Greece, Rome and Spain and elsewhere. The Ashkenazi branch of Jewry moved north and settled throughout Asia Minor, East, Eastern Europe and north between the Caucasus and the Volga in the present state of R- Russia. Uh, in the first centuries of the Christian era, Jews were rapidly becoming the merchants, the tailors, uh, traffickers, bankers, traders, and usury experts, as well as power behind the throne of many governments. Jewish control of the power of money was largely responsible for the suppressed economic conditions that had settled down over Europe and which resulted in the Dark Ages. When the US were expelled from the um, certain key areas of Europe, a rebirth of culture began, and the European Renaissance was on. And I have a commentary Eli. Uh, mm-hmm. He says that the Ashkenazi branch moved north, but the Ashkenazim branch didn't they steam out from the Khazars? That was much later, up in the up in the, right. the, the Volga part.
1: Okay, so we uh, we've done several shows on the orig- origin of the of uh, the Khazars, the Ashkenazi Jews. And the the Ashkenazi Jews are even worse than the Sephardic Jews, right? The Sephardic Jews actually did live in Palestine, but they're the the, the descendants of the rabbis that executed our Messiah, right? And he has vowed vengeance against them, and that, that day is coming. But a lot of those rabbis, when they found out that the Khazars had converted to Judaism... A lot of these Sephardic rabbis moved up to Khazaria to instruct them in the Jewish religion. Okay, so these primarily Hittites and other Canaanite Edomite Jews mixed their blood with the Khazars. Okay, so these Khazars, by and large, by this time now, because it's fourteen hundred years ago, have uh, all have the DNA of the Nephilim running through their veins, and they're actually even more evil than the Sephardic Jews because they have Mongolian blood too. (laughs) Remember the Mongols, (laughs) right? So they're part Mongol, part uh, Hittite, uh, which is part Canaanite, Edomite, but also part Japhethite, which gives them their, uh, some of them look white because they're part Japhethite. So that makes them even more tricky, even more difficult to tell. But what did Yahshua say? He said, by their fruits... Shall ye know them? All right. Just observe what they do,
2: and that will reveal the truth to you. Back to you. Yes. Yeah, so some, but to my question, the can ask him: Did they stem from Palestine? Uh, maybe I was didn't oh, hear. No. No, I believe, no. No.
1: Yeah. No. Not at all. Only the rabbis. Only
2: the rabbis that moved up from uh, Canaan land. The, the yeah. Khaz- yeah. Okay, so that probably is a correction to the article that because he says oh. that the Ashkenazi moved up north from Palestine.
1: Uh, no, that's that's incorrect. Uh the uh, some of them did, right? The the rabbis of Edom did. But uh the Khazars were always there and they like I said they're part Mongol and uh, but the uh, the possibility is that the Khazars also originated in Turkey. And Turkey in olden times is where the Hittite branch of the Canaanite people lived, but it's really hard to prove that. Some Turks are good people. They don't have Canaanite blood or Hittite blood, but others are pure evil (laughs) because they have Hittite blood. All right. So I don't want to paint all of uh, the residents of Turkey with a broad brush, but we, we can safely say that there's no such thing as an Ashkenazi Jew who is a good person they will th- try their best to pretend to be one but they're not
2: they're not the same with the Sephardian the safari- the safari- but they are maybe not that wicked as the Askin. that as those Khazars that are yeah they are truly horrible yeah they're a very warlike people and uh,
1: they were defeated by the Russians around 800 AD and uh, but that did not uh, Eliminate the problem. They just moved from Khazaria, which, uh, by the way, uh, what's the head, uh, headquarters of Ukraine? What's the town in uh, Ukraine Kiev. that uh, is their capital? Kiev. That was their headquarters. Kiev was their he- That's old Khazaria. And even, uh, what's his name? The head of the uh, Jewish state. Selin you know, right? He even admitted. He even admitted that is our ancient homeland, you know? So uh, I mean they admit these things. we who understand these things, you know get, get the hint, right? Netanyahu Netanyahu admitted that uh, Kazaria is their ancient homeland. right? However, they made a detour into Poland and took possession of Poland with their uh, money schemes and controlling the liquor industry and bribing officials for a thousand years. They did that. They're still doing it even today. And that's where the Khazars went after they were defeated by the Russians. Okay. So you have to be able to trace their activities down through history to know who they
2: are. And the churches don't do that. All right. Back to you. Yeah. So, thank you very much for that that correction. Yeah. Yes, okay. Okay, so let's get continue then. So, now it is vital that you remember that this Ashkenazi branch of Satanic seed, the Jews that moved north and west out of Palestine after 70 AD made their way gradually into the vast area between the Caucasus and the Volga River. And this is the general geographic area out of which the or Empire was spawned.
1: Very good. Very
2: good. And those, those they say Ashkenazi branch is the is the rabbis. So this is not the Ashkenazi branch. It is probably the Sephardim that is spreading. Yes, the,
1: right, right. Uh, and they taught they taught Judaism to the Ashkenazim. By the way, Ashkenaz is a descendant of Japheth. There's no denying that. Okay, so that the Ashkenazi Jews take their name from Ashkenaz, a descendant of Japheth, and they but they learn Judaism, and they what, what did Yahshua say? Your proselytes are twofold more the children of hell as yourselves.
2: Got it? Oh yeah. So everybody do. Sorry, those Judeo Christians. Hmm. Not so good.
1: No, not so good. You have to know who you are and who they are and who they are not. Okay, they are not Israel.
2: Right, please continue. Thank you. So, remember, it was from the Khazarian Empire, which uh, stretcher from the Caspian uh, to the Black Sea, with its capital at um, Itul, that the branch of the Ashkenazian Jews were to come. And they were composed of the satanic seed of. Canaanite, Edomite, Amalekite he lined together with other Mongol, Turkic racial affinities. Amen. Yep. So, the Khazar kingdom lasted from about 600 AD until uh, 1016 AD, when it was conquered by the Slavs. Uh, That's why they hate the Slavs so much.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, because they got in their way. (laughs) The the, the Ashkenazi Jews will eliminate anybody that gets in their way. That's what's happening to the
2: Ukrainian people today. That's what's happening. Yep. Um, From this time forth, the cast are people who had embraced Judaism, the Talmud, and all the trappings of the Satanic Sea because they were indeed um, of this Canaanite, Edomite line of Turkoman, and blood affinities. Began to move into Poland and other areas of southern and eastern Europe. It was this branch of the serpent seed of the Jewish people that began to migrate and mace.
1: Oh, man. To America
2: <laughs> and Sweden. No,
1: and Sweden. Yeah. Masses of asses. <laughs> Masses of Jewish asses. Right, back to you, sorry. Oh,
2: yeah, if you get rid of the M, you got asses. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. Um, you have probably more of them than what I have here, but they're not here. Oh, for sure. Yep. <laughs> uh, to America in the late 18th and the early 20th century. Um, for a detailed accounting of the Khazar kingdom, read The Thirteen Tribe, the Khazar Empire and its heritage by Arthur Kostler, A Random House, and The Iron Curtain of America by John uh, Beauty. Um, yeah. Chestnut um, uh, uh, Mountain Books, uh
1: Well, uh, this is interesting because a Jewish author can get away with uh, writing a book that exposes what Judaism and who the Jews really are, right? But he will get published by a mainstream publisher, Random House. Random House, by the way, was a Chicago uh, publisher. I believe they still exist. They're more famous for publishing maps. And uh, ge- geographical books, that's, that's been their mainstay. But they're right outside of the suburbs of Chicago. I knew one of the editors, book, a book proofreaders, was one of my customers. So I'm very familiar with Random House. And how in the world does a Jewish author get away with publishing a book exposing the fact that the Jews are not Israelites? That's the purpose of his book, to demonstrate that they're not Israel. Okay. But he didn't live much longer after he published that book, right? Now, in contrast, John Beatty and his book, The Iron Curtain Over America, basically had to self-publish his book. Who ever heard of Chestnut Mountain Books? Who ever heard you know of Barbersville, Virginia? Right? So they will allow a Jewish author to you know, make a, a statement like that, but uh, they won't like it, and they will probably eliminate them. Now, now another Chicago connection is Edwin Black. Edwin Black wrote a book about. It's called the Transfer Agreement. The Transfer Agreement demonstrates, with copious proofs and documents, that the, that the Zionists supported the Nazis in sending Jews from Germany and other parts of Europe to Palestine because the the Zionists needed Jewish bodies to take the place of historical Palestinians. But the Jewish people did not want to leave Europe. Does a parasite, does does a, um, a, a flea want to leave your head? It's nice and cozy warm they nestled in your head hair, right? Okay. The Jews did not want to leave Europe, so they exploited the Nazis and forced the Jews to leave. You know, with the with you know with the Nazi program, right? But the first ships that went to Palestine flew both the Zionist flag and the Nazi flag. I think there is somebody in the chat room who can actually display the coin that commemorated that event. It's a two sided coin, obviously. On one side, it has the Jewish flag, and the other side it has the Nazi flag. This episode of history has been totally blacked out. And I'm amazed that Edwin Black, who is a Chicago Jew, hasn't been executed for writing that book. I'm amazed that he hasn't. Maybe his parents are too high up, but uh, I know his parents were extremely upset with him for writing that book. Back to you. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they are, they are like, I mean, upset. <laughs> <laughs> right. The I truth. Don't know why. Yeah, truth upset them so much. And um, the same was when you, when you mentioned this with, um, yeah, as this, that wrote the cost stars about the, um, about the Thirteen Tribe, yeah, he was he was murdered by his, his tribe men for what he said. So that was been, been much more hurtful than the other one.
1: Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, well, I think, uh, yeah, the transfer agreement—it's uh, one. Uh, it, obviously, it's not a bestseller. Okay, it's not a bestseller, and I think the Jews, depending on which Jew you offend, <laughs> right? uh, if you don't offend Sir Rothschild, you, you may be allowed to live. Right. You know, the Chicago Jewish community is very, very powerful. The uh, Jewish mob, you know, Bugsy Siegel, who created the Las Vegas uh, casino industry. Right. He's from Chicago. All kinds of Chicago Jewish mobsters. Very powerful. The Jewish mob in Chicago is very, very powerful. All
2: right. Back to you. And the other, this other book by John, The Iron Curtain Over America. Um and but he was not a Jewish man, I guess.
1: No, he's not Jew. No. He was a uh what do you call it, an intelligence officer with the I believe the Canadian, the Canadian Army, something like that. Okay.
2: Mm, Okay. But I guess he lived anyway. He wasn't murdered before he did.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an Ashkenazi. (laughs) All right, thank you, Brother Haber. All right, we're having fun with this today, folks. All right, please continue.
2: You must uh, read both of these books to complete the detailed history of the Kassar Kingdom as the Jewish seed of the serpent moved for, uh, forth from this kingdom to engulf Poland and other European states and moved throughout Europe and to the America. And by the way, what I heard, is it true that I think Netanyahu is from Descendant Ashkenazi you from Poland?
1: Well, I'm, I'm sure he is. Yeah, Brother Nathaniel, the guy who makes all those anti-Jewish.
2: No, no, I think uh, no, no. I've had the, the prime minister in in Itzolai, Oh, oh Netanyahu.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, he's an Ashkenaz. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I think he stems from Poland. Yes, right. Um, so, also remember that uh, um, hashtag seventy fourteen in Strong's Concordance tell us that the Canaanites were an Oriental tribe, and so we're the Khazars.
1: Right. Well, oriental meaning they came from Babylon. All right. These, there's an episode. I don't think it's in, in scripture, but it certainly is for sure. In Josephus's works that uh, in the days that Yahshua walked the earth, the well, first of all, Herod assassinated the entire Judahite Sanhedrin and replaced them with his cronies. He kept a couple of... Traitorous Judahites alive, and those are the uh, some of the Sanhedrin that are mentioned in the New Testament, and uh, but the vast majority were replaced by by Jews, by Edomite Jews. Okay, and so the, what we see happening there is the 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 program of Judaism began to be pronounced, and Josephus tells us that these are <laughs> these are. Edomite Jews, he tells us plain out that they're Edomite Jews, okay? Uh, That's why you never hear any mainstream discussion of Josephus, except to say that uh, that Josephus himself was a Jew, which he was not. He was a Judahite. There's a difference between a Jew and a Judahite. So to the extent that that the Jews originated in Babylon, they are Oriental Okay, but that's not very far from Palestine, right? And it, but that is where the Babylonian Talmud comes from, right? It is yep. a, an Oriental philosophy, as far as we're concerned, and it's an alien philosophy. That is Talmudic Judaism, is as alien as it can possibly be to the white race. Back to you.
2: Yeah. So, in truth, the serpent seed of the Jews of today are a mixture of many peoples. First, the Canaanite, Mm. then the Edomite, Amalekites, Mongols, Huns, and Turks. Actually, the Huns are good people. (laughs) They were white. The Huns are white. You go to
1: Hungary, all you run across is uh, blue-eyed blondes and a few redheads. The Huns are a part of the Scythian nation. But they may have actually also been... Part of the Japhetic bloodline, but they were not part of the Jewish bloodline. Okay, mm-hmm. so I would disagree with him about the Huns. I think Pastor Steve and I did a, a several-part series on the origin of the Huns and
2: Magyars. Mm-hmm. all right back to you. Back to you. They have indeed uh, become the most vile, satanic seed ever to exist upon this earth. Amen. You merely have to familiarize yourself with their Talmud and other capitalistic writings and their uh, reckoning of Christian culture for the past 6,000 years to really understand what the Jews have done to us. This um, perfidious race of parasites, this vampire race of satanic seed, has caused rivers of white Christian blood to flow throughout Europe and all over the world. This satanic seed line of merchants, bankers, media masters, and mafia criminals have initiated every major war in this century and have kept the white Christian nations of the seed of the woman in constant war with each other. Okay. While state- yeah. yeah. God's chosen people? Which God? That, that is the question. That little, little god. That is yeah, right. Lucifer. There, there
1: was a Jew who wrote a book called Children of a Lesser God. <laughs> right? That's who they are. They are the children of a lesser god. They're not the children of Yahweh. All right? Oh,
2: I guess he was very popular after he wrote that book.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I think, oh, the, the name of the author just flashed through my mind, but I couldn't grab it. Anyway, please continue.
2: Yeah, thank you. And... Um, mm-hmm. And now they want to, because now they're trying also to put in a diversion between uh, the Christians and the Arabs and the Muslims right. now. So the Christians who fight the Muslims, the Arabs, right. instead of if we just united and kick out the Jews, well, it right. would be much better.
1: Yeah, it would be so easy for us to do if we could unite to do that. But there are such experts at dividing our people into various you know, categories, like male versus female. Liberal versus uh, conservative, uh, but most conservatives aren't are actually liberals in disguise, right? And then it, what's amazing? Oh yeah, homosexuals versus heterosexuals, transsexuals versus uh, what what do they call binary versus mon- mon- monary, uh, whatever their terminology is. They're constantly inventing new categories by which to divide our people against each other. The Jews don't fall for this stuff. They're the ones who create this stuff.
2: All right, back to you. Hey, exactly. They they don't give a damn about this.
1: That's right. The, the vast majority of Jews are homosexuals, but Christians don't know that. Yeah. The Talmud permits homosexuality.
2: Yeah, I, I cannot and, on...
1: and And sex with children.
2: Hello? Yeah, but that, and, uh... So, so predominant in this in the world today. And yeah. that is something I have to spoke with people. If you talk to an atheist, he's very good to, uh, to criticize the Bible. But then I said, Yeah, you're very good to criticize your Bible. Hmm. Why don't you criticize the Talmud? Why don't that's you right? having sex with children? Why don't you do that? And they just look at you. Yeah, right. <laughs> that blank stare, zombie. <laughs> right? There are zombies when it comes yeah, to the that's Jewish zombies for me. This is yeah. zombies. This other one they stated would turn on zombies. I don't know if I believe that. I think that is just a plot. Yeah.
1: Well, they're, they're predicting the zombie apocalypse. It, it's already here, folks.
2: Yeah, we all want to see it.
1: It's already here. Okay.
2: Okay, sorry for you. I'm missing maybe the points. Let's continue. No. <laughs> no I,
1: I'm so overjoyed that the sound is clear that I'm happy, happy, happy. <laughs> all right. Oh, but actually, uh, I meant to say in this in this context of how evil the Jews are, this perfidious race of parasites, this vampire race of satanic seed has caused rivers of white Christian blood to flow throughout Europe and all over the world. And one of the most common questions I get is why does this all-loving God named Yahweh, and he loves his people, don't make no mistake about that, there's no evidence in Scripture that he loves all other races. He He tolerates them. He more than likely created their DNA and, and their genome. But that does not mean that he cherishes them as he cherishes us. If you read the Bible, he only has this type of love. This is filial love, folks. He When he breathed the breath of life into Adam and informed Eve to be his sidekick, (laughs) that word rib is a false translation as his side. That word means side. It's only translated as rib in that one occasion. I don't know why the King James translators had to mess with that word. But anyway, what it means, a, a, a perfect compliment, a perfect female compliment for Adam. That's what that word really means. Okay. Anyway, so we why are the Jews permitted to exist by Yahweh? Okay. Why? Because when Lucifer rebelled with a, one third of his angels, that is an organic rebellion. And I, I was reminded of on my show on Friday night on Yahweh's Covenant People, which was about health and how the immune system works. And the immune system is designed to save all organs of your body. All right, what's the Jewish method of doctoring? When in doubt, cut it out, right? Well, they, unfortunately, they realized when they cut started cutting people's tonsils out, that was part of the immune system. You can't just cut out the immune system of your body. Who is the immune system of, of the world? It is the white race. We are the white blood cells that are designed to eradicate the invading organism, which is the perfidious Jew, okay? Because the universe is an organic whole, you can't just cut out one-third of the body and expect the body to survive, okay? How about if you cut out your heart? Will you continue to live? No, the infection has to be cured by the immune system, and we, the white race, are that immune system. Back to you, Michael.
2: Yeah, and I think that is why. I mean, Yahweh has. This is for me. I don't know. Uh, this world is like a test. There's a test for us. Boy. He uses this also. This world for a test for us to see his his children. Because one third of the angels fell when Satan rebelled, and then he probably also need to know. Hmm. Okay. Will will, will you be faithful by me? So he he uses this also. Like um, he gave everybody a fair opportunity to show him. Right.
1: Yeah, so, uh, well, plus, that's a test for us, right? Because we are expected to obey his laws. Yes. The rest of the world, Yahweh doesn't care whether the rest of the world obeys. I mean, the world would be a better place if they do, right? But the Jews aren't trying to destroy those other races. They're only trying to destroy us because we know, they know, that we are that white blood cell immune system. And if they can destroy Yahweh's immune system, they can destroy us, okay? They know that. And that's how this is called a, oh, what's it called in medicine? An autoimmune disease. Judaism creates an autoimmune disease in our race, meaning, that the immune system attacks its own body, right? White people attacking each other, and that's what uh, is implied when uh, Pastor Gaiman talked about arranging wars between white nations. It's autoimmune disease instigated by the perfidious Jew, the parasite, as he correctly calls them, okay?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very true. They are very, they're perfidious,
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I I forgot to uh, log into Telegram. I had so much trouble getting uh, Speak Free Radio and uh, the the StreamYard uh, program to work. It only started working with half a minute of showtime. And so I just didn't have time to log into Telegram. But I will definitely do that for uh, Voice of Christian Israel. All right. Please continue. Angry Anglo, right? Yeah, we're all
2: angry Anglos. All right. So... While the satanic seed of the serpent sit in their counting houses, counting the billions made from World War I, World War II, and now um, contemplate World War III, this, my dead white um, Christian people, uh, he said dead <laughs> or deep, yeah, right, uh, but, uh, is the reason why every Christian man and woman of the seed of women must know and understand the satanic sea line and what they have done and are continuing to do upon this earth.
1: It's not, it's not good enough to realize that Jews are evil. You have to understand their true origin in the rebellion of Lucifer and the, uh, the parasitic race that, has, that, that uh, the devil has instigated on this planet to uh you know to destroy us that the average Christian has no idea that the Jews mean to destroy that Christian by falsely believing that a Jew is one of God's chosen people that's uh, they've been inoculated <laughs> right they've been inoculated against the the parasite the parasite has free reign over that Christian now by uh, by believing that lie, you you drop your guard and you allow yourself to be inoculated with Jewish parasitic ideas. And ultimately, if you race mix with them, you get inoculated with their satanic bloodline. All right. This yeah. is the essence yeah. of two seed line, folks. Back to you.
2: Yes, that's and they will by that way you have also gone down this sin that Yahweh forbids. That's that right. is kind after kind. And That's his commandment that so few of our people is following today. Look at our women today, because they are more prone to it than what the men are.
1: Right. Well, they're capable of being raped. It's very difficult to rape a man unless you do it homosexually. Right. <laughs> right. That's about the only way. But they've, uh, you know, they've created the homosexual movement. They've created feminism. All those are Jewish instigated movements to, to to help destroy our race.
2: Yeah, it is. And that also have killed our birth rate, the feminist movement, because now the women all only chases for the top level. They think top 20%. So 80% of the women chasing the 20% of the men. So the other one is left out. Yeah,
1: right. Right. Yeah. And that, that's what feminists do. They If they're if they're not homosexuals, if they're not feminists, uh, what's the word? Lesbians. If they're not lesbians as well as feminists, uh, the, if they're still looking for a man – to fulfill the emptiness in their in their lives, because the maternal instinct still goes strong. Well, a lot, a lot of women turn against feminism when the maternal instinct kings. Uh, oh, I'm 45 years old and I only have about 300 uh, eggs left to have a baby. Oh well, no, the, the feminist moves. In. Oh no, we, we've got some uh, uh, some eggs and sperm on ice. We'll just implant one in your in your womb, and you can deliver a Jewish baby. <laughs> Right. <laughs> All right. That's how they do it, folks. I mean, they've got every angle covered. And whatever escape route a white person chooses to get out of the matrix, they will have another sidelight for you to get involved in and get sucked in. You can't get out of the matrix unless you understand who and what the Jews really are. It's not enough to just think of them as evil people. Because those who think they're just evil people uh, are trying to convert Jews. Michael, let me ask you a question: How many millennia has the Catholic Church been trying to convert Jews?
2: Oh, they've been trying since since the, their instigation of the Catholic Church, but they never succeed with one.
1: Right? Maybe one or two who was actually a white person adopted by a Jew. You can count on your one hand. The number of sincere conversions of Jews to Christianity, which doesn't mean anything anyway, because Christianity is just as bad as Judaism. Judeo-Christianity is just as bad as Judaism. So that's not going to get you anywhere. Okay, so we have to understand who and what what their origin is. And their origin is in Nephilim DNA when Nachash impregnated Eve. And that's what this is all about. That's what happened in Genesis 3. okay, and produced Cain. The Satanic Seed line was that at at that occasion produced. That's all you need to know. All right, you accept that as a fact, then you understand what Jews are. Back to you.
2: Yeah, and as you say, if people just believe they are bad people, and as you say, then they will try to convert them. They they don't have they don't they are throwing out the teachings of Jesus Christ of Yeshua Messiah. Right. Yeah, and that
1: is how the Jews want us to interpret the New Testament. The, namely the Pharisees, well, those were just bad Jews. Those were bad Jews that put Messiah to death. The good Jews are, are the ones that I know personally, right? That's that's the logic of the average modern Judeo. And no, no, they're all bad. Some of them just pre, are good at pretending to be good, right? The difference there, folks, is there. there's no such thing as a Judahite jew okay they're either edomites or Judahites in the new testament they're one of those two so you have some good Judahites because a lot of them actually participated in the execution of christ as the new testament amply proves but the vast majority the pharisees were these edomite jews who happened to export uh import rather uh, high priests from Babylon into Judea in the days that Yahshua walked the earth. See the the bloodline of the Judahite priesthood, you know, going through, uh, you know, going through the Cohens and the Levites, was no longer operative when Yahshua you know, sacrificed himself for us. The, the 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 ritual sacrifice of the lamb every year is no longer required for the redemption of sins. He washed away our old sins, not all sins, just our old sins. And therefore, the Levitical priesthood no longer needed to exist. Well, the Pharisees filled the gap. They took the place of the Levitical priesthood pretending to be Levites, right? And the average Christian falsely believes that, you know, that there, there was a time When the Levites, uh, even in the days that Yahshua walked through it, there were still some Levites walking around, but the the political priesthood was effectively disbanded by Herod, destroyed by Herod. So there may have been two or three real Levites walking around that that slipped through the cracks of the assassination attempt by Herod, but uh, they're of uh, no effect. You know, just like all Judeo-Christian ministers today are of no effect. They're not teaching
2: anything worth listening to. Right, back to you. Exactly. They. So, let's continue then. So, the satanic seed of the serpent of Genesis 3.15, now identified as international jury, is the most highly organized race of people on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I give them that because they yes. are, they stick together like glue. Yeah,
1: and they've got the money to pay people to be, uh, what's loyal. <laughs> loyal. Loyal
2: for a a fee. Yeah. The Jews have organized everything into some type of organization, and they control most of nearly all of the organization in existence. The Jews control the blacks through the NAACP. They control our foreign policy through the CFR. They control the Protestant Christianity through the National and World Council of Churches. Mm-hmm. and through the National conference of christian and jews they control the catholic church by infiltrating the policymaking making position of power they control large segments of american through the masonic lodges they control both the republican and democratic parties in short jews control nearly every major organization in existence thus direct destiny of the blacks both left and right-wing social political and religious organizations as well as all the national media industry.
1: Uh, He's just a conspiracy theorist. He can't believe that. (laughs) Right? Well, the CIA invented that term, conspiracy theorist, as a derogatory term, and it has worked very well. So we we cannot proceed without embracing, okay, yeah, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Prove me wrong.
2: Um, And then they will, they will only, I don't know, because I've said that to someone I discussed with one time that, that, well, that word was developed by the CIA after the murder of uh, um, JFK. And then the only argument I got back was, oh, that's um, some typical things that you would say. So, you know, they are, Mm -hmm. you can't, the one that won't listen, they will never, ever listen. Right. It's impossible. They are dead. They're spiritually dead. You can't shake them to alive. They're so dead. Yeah, there are so many
1: Jewish scams uh, operating right now that our, our heads are spinning. You don't know which way to turn. Everywhere you turn is another Jewish scam, just like this October third, fourth, and fifth uh, you know, alert. <laughs> right? Don't buy it, folks. Don't buy it. It's, uh, anything is controlled by the Jews, which is AI, artificial intelligence. Don't don't buy it, don't buy into it. It's time for our people to opt out of all things Jewish period. That's the simplest thing we can do right now that's about the only way we can fight back. but boycotting their businesses is next. So opt out and then boycott everything the Jews do. just boycott it period all right That will slowly erode their power. All right please continue.
2: Do you want to read some pages?
1: uh yeah, sure. Yeah, this is good stuff, folks. All right. So uh, you left off at uh, Jews have a highly developed…
2: Organizations uh, on page. The Jews have a highly developed network of organizations. Okay. Through which they exercise
1: total control over all Jews, and that's very important. Even the renegade Jews who try to opt out of the Jewish power structure never successfully do it because the Jews know exactly where they live and if they go too far in being a remonstrant Jew, that is a, a Jew who, uh, for whatever reason, sometimes it's just a matter of jealousy or some his Jewish boss didn't pay him, right? Or he got rejected by a Jewish organization because he wasn't good enough for them. There's a, a million reasons why certain Jews will turn against the Jewish establishment, okay? So they keep tabs on these Jews. And if they go too far, they will be eliminated, okay, period, all right? which means they do exercise total control over all Jews the world over. Some of the more well-known Jewish organizations would be the Bene B'rith, the American Jewish Congress, and the Anti-Defamation League, which is really the Anglo-Defamation League, because their business is to defame Anglos, which operates as a secret Jewish police squad throughout America and the world. Every country, uh, Every country that has Jews, have one of these Jewish secret societies, which is nothing but a spy organization. You probably have one in, in Sweden, right?
2: Yeah, but it, they are called. They are not called ADL. They are called. Um, now, let's see if I said it correct. Expo. Expo. Yeah, expo. <laughs> expo. It's I can write in the in the chat room how spell, okay. it's spelled. but it's but it is Jewish run by you no know, um, Ashberg, the one that. Okay. Had, First, Red, Red, you the Red Bank is <laughs> Olaf Ashberg, and then his, his grand grandchildren, Robert Ashberg, is running it.
1: Yeah, that that reminds me of a joke which I'm making up right now. We talked about masses of Jewish ashes. I'm oh, sorry, asses. I just gave the joke away. Masses of Jewish asses, right? Well, soon we're going to have masses of Jewish ashes. Ashberg, he's the number one ash Jew. Okay, so and the, it's, it's the organization is called Expo? Expo. B- I- yep. Expo, Okay, all right, so let's continue. The, 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 this super secret organization is controlled by an international course of the Kahila. These 300 Jews in reality chart the financial, political, social, and religious program of the most most of the nations of the world, and they do it with one unlimited money, two, the control of all propaganda, and three, highly complex organizations. And I would add number four, AI, artificial intelligence. Continuing, the Jewish Kehillah is the international Jewish network that governs the political destiny of most of the world. At the top of this satanic organization sits one man, known as the King of the Jews, who is a worldwide leader, of world Jewry. He's also known as the Exilarch because, well, I think that title may have been eliminated because they took control of Palestine. So that meaning the Jewish power structure in exile, exile from Jerusalem. So they may have eliminated that title, but I'm sure there's always a Jew occupying that seat in any case. All right. So his uh, sitting under the King of the Jews for both the Eastern and Western hemisphere, is called a sponsor. So they divide the world up into the two hemispheres. Under each of these two sponsors sit seven Jews called arch censors. The first echelon is called the seventh degree of the Kehillah and the Freemasons are uh, organized under these seven organizations as well. Each of these know their leader and each other. Each of these seven have another seven under them, comprising a total of 49 Satanic Jews. These are called minister and make up the sixth degree of the Cahila. Each of these 49 Satanic seed line of Satan have seven men under him called herald, making the fifth degree. Each of these 343 Jews have seven Jews under him called courtiers, making 2,401 in the fourth degree. The principle of seven is carried all the way to the first degree. The third degree echelon is called scrivener. The second degree is called auditor. And the first degree is the seventh echelon called a mute. And you know, the average Jew is very much silent about the secret organizations of Jewry. They will never speak about any of this stuff publicly because the Christians are not supposed to know any of this. Okay? So thank you, Pastor Dan Gaiman, for revealing all of this. Let's continue. The Kahila is so super secret that beyond the initial prince of the East or West, the sponsor who knows the seven Jews under him, none of the rest of the Kahila members know who the others are. With this super secret, highly organized network of Jews, this powerful Kahila can communicate worldwide policies with a very minimum effort, just the push of a button, right, sending an email, each of these eastern and western divisions of the Kehillah command about one million Jews. Each man merely calls the seven men below him. In a matter of minutes, the entire world, worldwide Jewish Kehillah is moving forth to do whatever is needed at any given time to enhance the serpent seed on the earth. Strikes, revolution, student riots, welfare riots, or just about any given act that will increase their concentration of money control propaganda control, and the political and social domination of the seed of the woman, which is us, which Christian Israel nations of this earth. The basic policies of the Kahila are outlined in the format of the Jewish domination of this world and are called the Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion. And uh, you know, I've done shows about the uh, protocols. I know I did
2: several with Andy. Did you and I do uh,
1: protocols?
2: Michael? Yeah, we also have done it. We did it by, by the basis of using then also Henry Ford's uh, book. Right, right. Okay, yeah. Uh, we,
1: uh, we did it from Henry Ford's book. Very good. And uh, we also came up with evidence, you know, because the, the Jews said the, the protocols are a forgery, and there was a court case in Switzerland which verified that, uh, that they're a forgery. However, that ruling was overturned by a higher judge and saying, you know, no, they're not a forgery, folks. That's a legal case in Switzerland. They are not a forgery, folks. Not a forgery. Let's continue. This document sets forth the basic policy of the Kahila, and anyone can readily see how history has moved forth during this century to fulfill the policies of these Jewish protocols. You will note that protocol number three is introduced with reference to the Jewish symbolic snake, Representing political Zionism and its Judaism counterpart, the head of the satanic snake was to represent those who were initiated into the very head or top positions of world Jewry. With the body of the snake, not aware of the vile direction that the world Jewry was moving in, it is very interesting to note that the Jews themselves selected the serpent as their symbol. Good Bible students will not be taken by surprise because they know, as do the Jews themselves, that the Jew is the seed of the serpent and they traced their beginning back to a Bible character named Cain. Dr. Abba Hillel Silver, a well-known Jew when writing in the Jewish publication Liberal Judaism, January 1949, about the newly created State of Israel, declared, quote, and are you ready for this, folks? For the curse of Cain, the curse of being an outcast and a wanderer over the face of the earth, has been removed, unquote. I would say only temporarily so.
2: Let's continue. And Eli, I yeah. just want to read forgery. And the definition of forgery is something that says like this, uh, uh, something that has been forged, especially a document that has been copied. or Right. Look like original. Right. And translated
1: from the Jewish Hebrew, which is Yiddish, into first Russian, because it was a Russian monk, Sergei, can't think of his last name, Sergei, and translated into Russian from which it was translated into other languages, right? And that court case in Switzerland proved that it was not a forgery. That it is an original document, right? A true document. And it was from the minutes of the 1990, uh, sorry, 1896 Basel, Switzerland, uh, World Zionist Congress. That's where that document came from. Okay. And you know, just, just reading it, what, what Christian, what, what Arab could even make claims that we can control all these things? Right. And the Jews do control all these things. Right. That, that alone proves that it's an original right? But they it's one of those slips. Somebody slipped it. Probably a Jew got paid big bucks <laughs> to leak it, to leak the document, right? And uh, Sergo Milus, I believe was his last name, Sergei Milas, a uh, a Russian monk, translated it into Russian and somebody, I don't know who translated it into English. But yeah, that uh, is the exact fact. Thank you. All right, so let's continue. Yeah, and they know they're Edomite Canaanites. They know who they are. But the world must be convinced of of other things, namely that, uh, oh, we Jews, we're God's chosen people. (laughs) Is it any wonder that the Jews have plundered and wrecked white Christian civilization for the past 6,000 years, when most Christian people do not even understand who their enemy is or where he came from? Genesis 3.15 is intended to arm the Christian with this knowledge. There is no excuse for the truth. For the truth, Christian who has eyes to see and ears to hear, to not know his enemy and to understand where he came from, a Jew, the Jew is that satanic seed of the serpent, and the bloody trial that he has left in history as he wages a relentless war against the seed of the woman has been stamped and written in blood in every generation for the past 6,000 years of history. And I would simply remind every Christian and non-Christian alike listening that it wasn't until the the Jews um, hit upon the idea of hiring uh, Schofield to put his notes into the King James Version and convince Christians that the Jews are God's chosen people. That's the only purpose that the Schofield Reference Bible has. There are some true statements made by Schofield in the, in that Bible, however, every every true statement a Jew or a Jew agent makes is only designed to suck you in even deeper <laughs> into what it, was it, uh, uh, that that uh, who was the, uh, the the woman who uh, ate uh, ate pills and became large and then small? You know, uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Uh-huh. Right? Alice Wonderland. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's just another pill for Alice to swallow. <laughs> what does this pill do? Oh, uh, go ask Alice when she's 10 feet tall. Okay, who, who do you think runs the uh, you know, pharma, both legal and illegal, right? It's the Jew, no doubt
2: about and, it. And that comment here also, as I said here, yeah. I talked about something. This okay. is again, well, this is true. We, we can also find secular... Guidance here, what to say, because this is from the art of war teaches that if you know both yourself and your enemy, you will have you will win every battle. If you know yourself, but not enemy, you will suffer one defeat for each victory. And if you know either yourself nor your enemy, you will suffer defeat every time. That's right. You have to know who both are to to have a
1: proper gauge of uh, military action. This is what this is, folks. It's a war. It's a blood war, as he said, rivers of blood, especially Christian blood, have been shed in this, well, this declared enmity, the hatred between these two bloodlines. How can you ignore this hatred, right? And uh, uh, Judeo-Christians simply uh, blithely run around the world thinking everything is fine until, until they get stabbed in the back by either a Jew or a Jew agent, right? It will inevitably come and bite you in the butt, Christian. It will come and bite you. Okay. So he continues, the protocols of the learned elders of Zion together with the Talmud and other Jewish Kabbalistic writings form the foundation for both Zionism and Judaism. The Talmud is one of the most vile, anti-Christian, satanic books ever written. It consists of 63 volumes of filth and gutter talk, and is directed against Jesus Christ and the Christian faith. The Talmud, and not the Old Testament, forms the foundations for political Zionism and Judaism. Zionism is the political expression of religious Judaism, and both are hatched out of the most vile satanic mind that ever walked this earth, Satan himself in the form of a shining angel of light. Now here, uh, I'm reminded of... a. Uh, an image from the movie alien, right? Which Sigourney Weaver was, was the female heroine of that movie. But there's a scene where the, the aliens hatchlings, (laughs) the alien and hatchlings are popping out of their pods, right? This is how evil and vile the Jews really are. And that, that, that alien has only one thing in mind is to eat us to eat us, that's what that alien has in mind. It has no conscience. It has no sympathy for the prey that it's feasting on. And believe me, all of you white people, you are the prey. So whenever you think of a Jew, think of that alien getting ready to gobble you up, right? And the only thing that prevented um, Sigourney Weaver, I have no idea what her character's name was, uh, from gobbling her up was she had uh, this spacesuit on with a nice solid piece of <laughs> mylar uh, protecting her face from the alien and then she she produced some kind of weapon to disable the alien right so this is what we have to do this is how evil they are folks that's how evil they are let's continue Now, the historical and biblical record of both the Seed of the Serpent and the Seed of the Woman would comprise a large volume of many hundreds of pages. That's what the Bible is, folks. This short expose is only intended to be a primer for further research on your part. For this reason, a bibliography of books dealing with both the Seed of the Serpent and the Seed of the Woman is being provided in this study. You should very carefully read and study all of these books. If you do not own or cannot afford to purchase these books, you should... Work with your group and make a concerted effort to purchase these books. You should work with your group and, sorry, uh, make an effort to engage other people in the study of this information and thus make it less expensive. Well, back to my book, The Great Impersonation, How the Antichrist Has Deceived the Whole World. My original publication, which was released in 2003, had a very extensive list of books that I referenced in compiling all the data for the great impersonation but this recent fourth edition that that list has shrunk down to maybe only a couple of dozen because most of these publishers have gone out of business the jews have bought up virtually every you know every publisher that has produced christian identity books and they bought up every publisher that produces the bible okay and they're they're constantly changing the wording of the Bible to suck people in. And uh, so that they, they won't learn the two seed line message very easily from the Bible. It's hard enough to get that message. You really have to read it carefully to get that message. And that's what my book, The Great Impersonation, reveals. It reveals the, the, the documentation in the scriptures of the two seed lines, the seed line of Cain from Genesis 4 and the seed line of Seth, for also from Genesis 4 for that man Genesis 5 so unless you know that this enmity between these two seed lines exists and it's written and documented in the Bible then you won't understand the Bible okay so uh, do your best and by the way Christmas is coming up <laughs> pre-order your copy of the great impersonation from uh, from Dave and uh, you know the links at our page you know j- just to... Uh, Copy the link of, uh, you know, the, the publication. And, and please uh, give it to your friends and relatives. They need to know this this message. So let me um, finish this paragraph and I'll turn it back over to you. Yeah. Okay. You uh, You must arm yourself with knowledge. Knowledge is power and the Jew does not want white Christians, the seed of the woman, white Christian Israel, to be armed with this knowledge. You are therefore encouraged to study to show yourself approved before your God, which is Yahweh. Know who you are and know who your enemy is. Know God's plan for the seed of the woman and God's plan for the seed of the serpent. Again, this is an autoimmune disease. The white race is the white blood cell of Yahweh's body, of Yahshua's body. Okay? When your body gets infected with a disease, the white blood cells are triggered to come out and destroy the parasite. That's what we're designed to do. However, in an autoimmune disease, which was, is the, called Jewry, called Judaism, that autoimmune disease causes the body's white blood cells to attack its own body instead of the invader. That's what an autoimmune disease is, folks. The white Christian body has an autoimmune disease, and it's called Judaism, also called Judeo-Christianity. Anything infected with Judaism is evil, and we have to act accordingly. And that's what the uh, the the parable of the wheat and the tares is all about. The parable of the wheat and the tares, where Yahshua said, well, the, the disciples asked, what is this parable about the, uh, you know, the... The the tares. Who are these tares? And Yahshua answered them, and said, "Well, an enemy has done it. Who planted the tares among the wheat?" And he says, "An enemy did that. What what enemy? Nachash. In Genesis three fifteen, he's the one who planted the seed. And but he says, now remember, folks, and all those of you believe they're going to be raptured away from all of this trouble. No, you're not. He says very clearly, the <laughs> the parasite, the tares." will be gathered, bundled, and burned. Only after that will the seed of the woman be gathered and uh, into the wedding feast of the Lamb and then enter the kingdom. Okay? There's not going to be any rapture. We are going to witness the the seed of the serpent being bundled and burned, folks. We're going to witness that. Let's continue. All right. Know who you are. Uh, and whose you are, thank you Brother Hebert, and know who your enemy is. Know Yahweh's plan for the seed of the woman and Yahweh's plan for the seed of the serpent. Your Elohim is in control of both, but many millions of your race have perished. Why? Because we are the white blood cells of the kingdom and most of these white blood cells uh, we are overworked. (laughs) Let's put it this way, Michael. We are overworked. There's so many evil seed floating around in the in the body of Christ, body of Messiah, that we are overwhelmed. But we're hanging in there, folks. We're hanging in there. In that river of white Christian blood, which has flowed through 6,000 years of history because they lived in ignorance and believed the lies of the Jews. Don't you add to that river of white Christian blood by believing the lie that the serpent did not beget seed through the woman Eve. Know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Amen. Back to you, Michael.
2: Thank you very much. So, okay. um, and there's a very good, I think it's very, he makes some very good points here also, as I said, is yeah. that people that live in ignorance, yeah, well, often they will end up dead. They will somehow end up in some kind of the Jewish scams because, as I said, Wherever you turn your head, you will find a Jewish scam. Wherever you look, you will <laughs> right. have medicine. You will have the pharma. You will have the military complex. You will have race mixing. What is sodomy? Somewhere, wherever you look, you will be tracking it. Yes. You, you need to have your you radar on. So now, for those who may feel that the two sea lines that of the serpent and that of the woman, Eve, cannot be valid because it is a teaching that is preserved in the mystery religions of Babylon. Please take note. The mystery religions of ancient Babylon have taken nearly every Bible truth, including that of the seed lines, and have corrupted this truth to fit their own particular purposes. If you would reject the teachings that Satan produced offsprings, if you deny the literal announcements of your God in Genesis 3.15 simply because it is something that is found in the ancient religions of Babylon, then you must also reject such fundamental truth as the virgin birth, the resurrection, and Godhead, uh, astronomy, the holy laws of God, and numerous other sound Bible truth. Because all of these and more have been uh, borrowed and uh, perverted, distorted, and corrupted by the ancient religions of Babylon. Um yeah, and I also this I also thought about that when you spoke about the rapture. Ally. Again, mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm repeating myself too so that I said that they want to saving souls. They want to um yeah, they want to um that all is about saving souls. Well it is protection here and now. It is not about the afterlife. It is only here right. and now. That's right.
1: Salvation, the word salvation, there are only two instances of the word salvation or or save in the Bible that actually can be construed to refer to the afterlife. All the rest are simply about being rescued from your current circumstances.
2: Yeah, that is what the the law is all about. They're about now. We're getting away from pain and sufferings now in this life. Right. Yeah. Which is bad enough. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right, <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, bad uh, enough. Many yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, that's one of the uh, lies of the Schofield Reference Bible: the rapture. What uh, Schofield actually mentions a couple of times—I think he does a couple of times—mentions uh, the, the or the rumor. He doesn't actually prolong the argument, but mentions the fact that some of the lost tribes may still exist. Right, and other Jews have said that, but uh, not that he's Jewish. But he was hired by the Jews, by the Rothschilds, <laughs> and uh, you know. So he does make some accurate statement. But again, a Jew or a Jew agent will only speak the truth in order to ingratiate himself with you, like a good con artist always does. Right, Judaism is con artistry. That con artistry par. Excellence, and we have to have our Judar, our Jewish radar, operating at all times to sniff out their scams.
2: Back to you. Yeah, and this is like this this good old gangsters. You have to do something to impress all the gangsters. So you are part of the game, part part of the crew.
1: Right, right.
2: Uh, and often they then start to to divert away, and they are uh, yeah, or they are just yeah. federals, or in in cases here in Sweden could be agents from the police or from the the military intelligence.
1: Right. Okay. And uh, I just want to make a quick announcement uh, for those of you uh, that have logged into Streamyard and want to ask questions. I won't be able to do that today. Uh, I, I think my hotspot which is the device I use to get on, on the internet is being overloaded by too much data, too much data flow. And I'm minimizing everything I possibly can to avoid it. I'm going to probably just trade this one in for a new one. And hopefully the new one works better than this one. Okay. So, uh so next week, Next week, we'll try to take call-ins, okay, because I always love taking call-ins. All right, so let's continue and get this uh, article on the record, because everybody knows needs to know about this. There's two seeds of Genesis 315, fantastic Christian identity document. Uh, Very little is better in terms of summarizing Genesis 315 and its results in the world today and its effects in the
2: world today. All right, please continue. So, the two seed lines, the teaching that the serpent did father seed, in varying forms, is like many other Bible truth. In, um, culcated into these pagan religions, this does not lessen the truth of what the Bible says about the seed lines or any other Bible truth that has been borrowed by the pagan religions. Don't be fooled into discarding from your Bible knowledge one of the most fundamental and essential truths of all times, that of the two seed lines announced by God, confirmed by the Holy Bible, and substantiated by 6,000 years of um, precious white Christian blood that has been spilled by the race of devils that uh, descended from the biblical character called Cain. Remember, Jesus Christ, according to two eyewitnesses, St. Matthew and St. John, identified the Jewish Pharisees of his days as having descended from Cain uh, by way of Satan. Amen. That's
1: John chapter 8 and Matthew chapter 23.
2: Perhaps another point uh, which might enhance your understanding of Genesis 3.15 is a more detailed study of Satan who was that old serpent, called the devil in scripture. Please keep in mind that Satan, standing in the garden as an angel of light, was the only other creature on earth who uh, knew the difference uh, between the knowledge of good and evil. Also keep in mind that this satanic angel of darkness was not classified in the realm of ordinary angels as a part of the order of archangels. Satan had powers and attributes that other angels did not have. He did not have the power of creation, but he did have the power of procreation. Please keep this in mind when reading your Bible. Genesis three, in your conjunction with this study, please read the book of Enoch, bracket, quoted by Jude in the New Testament, and a bracket, edited as I um, as I Enoch by R.H. Charles, D.L.I.T. D.D. and published by the Oxford um, Clarendon Press 1912. This is available from most kingdom bookstores. You will be surprised to find out what Enoch has to say about many subjects, including the power of the angels who left their first estate and especially the archangels. Remember that Enoch was accepted as scripture by the early church fathers for those of you who might wonder what others have said about the seed of the serpent, Genesis 3.15, especially the early church fathers, uh, the following quotations from Ignatius, uh, bracket, who wrote several epistles and who lived, A.D. 30 to 107, and a bracket, had the following words to say in various of his epistles. The following quotations may all be found in the Ant. Nicene Fathers, Volume 1, the B. Erdman's Publishing Company, Grand Rapids, Michigan, containing the writings of the fathers down to A.D. 325. Quote, Flee, therefore, those evil offshoots, bracket, of Satan, and a bracket, which produce best bearing fruit. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. These men are not the planting of the father, but are an um, Accused, rude, and says to the Lord, "Let every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted be rooted up, for if they had been branches of the Father, they would not have been um, enemies of the cross of glory. But now, by denying the cross and being ashamed of the passion, they cover the transgressions of the Jews, these uh, fighters against God." these murders of the Lord, for it were too little to, to um, uh, style them merely murderers of the prophets. Keep yourself, then, from those evil plants which Jesus Christ does not tend, but that wild beast, the destroyer of men, because they are not the planting of the fathers, the seed of the wicked one. Amen, amen and amen.
1: Okay. The, uh, The truth of the matter is that the early church fathers agreed with two seed line. Okay.
2: They did. Yeah. I guess also that was why Christians didn't have anything to do with Jews. That's right. For uh, for 2,000
1: years, Christians were admonished not to have anything to do with Jews except for commercial activities. That's why the Jews were confined to ghettos. And Jews who did not go back to the ghetto before sundown were liable to, well, let's put it this way, they could be plundered and murdered by anybody outside of the ghetto. So they had to get back to their ghetto, their hive, as it were, before sundown. Otherwise, they might not survive the night. That was how they dealt with it. But the the Christians did not have, how should I put it, bloodlust. For killing Jews wantonly, because we are not that type of people, Jews are, but we are not, and uh, th- that would have g- gotten rid of the problem. But the Christians didn't ha- have what the her- the heart <laughs> to to murder wantonly like the Jews do.
2: Okay. Yeah, exactly. And that's also why why we didn't obey Yahweh when he said we should exterminate them. We didn't obey
1: we didn't obey. Right. Plus, the, the Catholic Church was trying to uh, how should I, convert them. <laughs> OK, because the Catholic Church, you know, makes money on donations right? <laughs> For fat chance getting a, a decent donation from a Jew. Right. Paying through the nose as they do. All right. Please Continue.
2: Yeah, we have the example from Spain, the Maran Jews that hide. They said they were they were Christian, but no, they hide. Right, they hide. <laughs> so that was one example. They they would rather be. Uh, they were so tortured by taking to the the water, getting some water upon them, so they. <laughs> right oh there you
1: go. Yeah, like the wicked um, witch, the they sprinkle water on them, they dissolve.
2: Right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, right. Take that. <laughs> okay, sorry, for, I'm, I'm diverting. Um, you will find upon careful examination that the literal truth of Genesis 3.15 has been a solid building block in the foundation of Christian theology. From the writings of the Old Testament, the teaching of Jesus Christ himself, the apostles after him, and uh, by the early church founders during the first centuries AD, the truth of Genesis 3.15 cannot be spiritualized away by the ignorance of man. For nearly 6,000 years, the very presence of both the one seed of the serpent and two, the seed of the woman has been on this earth. That age old enmity planted by Yahweh, Jesus Christ, still rages between these two forces. Today, it reaches forth in the grand final of the age. The climax of the ages is upon us in this uh, crucial uh, hour of history. We dare not uh, surrender, compromise, or talk ourselves out of this most fundamental kingdom of identity, Bible truth. This is not time to whitewash the satanic Jew offspring of Satan. We are this day faced uh, with the very climax of the enmity, this warfare between these two seed lines. Um, And God give us the courage to stand for through Jesus Christ and his shed blood, the head of the serpent race, the very Kehillah itself shall be crushed through the power of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ described the reapers of this satanic harvest in Matthew 13 verse 41 and you may read Psalms chapter 149 and Jeremiah 51 verse 20 for more light. So okay. now in the meantime, the battle erases outside the comfort of your living room, every television newscast, every radio broadcast, every major newspaper in America is alive and pulsating with the enmity between the two seats of Genesis 3.15. This is the story of history. This Can you, is what- can you feel it? <laughs> I
1: can feel it. Right? But yeah. the, the, the disease has been misdiagnosed as COVID. All <laughs> right.
2: Okay. Uh, the problem is, I don't know, it's a Jew cold. That's right. It's a Jew um, cold, right? Jewed. Uh, Jew-ed yeah, it's, <laughs> it's made up by them. It's a lie. So come on, what do you expect of them? Lies. Yes. Um, this is what Jesus Christ said would happen as recorded in Revelations 12, verses 27. Quote, And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. Which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. End of quote. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the dragon, that international satanic race of Jewish Pharisees, has declared a total war on the seed of the woman, just as Christ foretold. Praise the name and power of Jesus Christ, white Christian people. The seed of the woman will have a total victory over this satanic seed line as recorded in Revelation 15 verses 2 to 3, quote, and I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire and them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark. And over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. And they sing the songs of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Okay, well, I just had an insight on the
1: sea of glass because that has been a mystery. What is this sea of glass all about? I think what it means is that once we become aware of who we are, what we are, and whose we are, we can see clearly through that glass wall or glass ceiling as the feminists, what maybe this is the glass ceiling that the feminists are talking about, where we can look down upon the world with without uh, blurred vision, with clear vision. We can see what's really going on. And at this sea of fire that the Jews are going to be falling into, we can see the earth with all its evil activity going on. And we can see, the the fire that they're going to be thrown into, okay, that fire will be eternal. Not nece- uh, it's not necessarily the case that uh, the evil people thrown in there will burn for eternity, but they will burn for as long as Yahweh thinks necessary. But that um, that fire, that eternal, that fire will last eternally because only the Israelites will achieve eternal life and, and a sinless condition. The rest of the world will still be committing sin, and uh, every once in a while, the white blood cells of the white race will have to uh, catch the evildoers and throw them into the lake of fire. That's how I see it. You know, maybe other people see it a little differently, but that's how I see it that, that, that eternal fire will always burn, and there will always be people worthy of, of, of destruction by being thrown into the lake of fire. Uh, here, let me see. We've got about six minutes left and actually five because uh, the uh, the cue music will be uh, heard by all of us in StreamYard. But let me go to Psalm 149.1. Praise ye Yahweh. Sing unto Yahweh a new song. Of course, a new song is the new covenant. And his praise in the congregation of saints. And congregation in in the uh, Hebrew is kahal. That's where the Jews get the word kahila from. The kahal, but they change the pronunciation to kahila. In the kahal of saints, the congregation of saints, let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Oh, who made us? Yahweh. Yahweh. Okay. <laughs> let the children of Zion be joyful in their king, and that's Melech. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and harp. For Yahweh taketh pleasure in his people. Who? The whole world? No. Or his people? His people. Yeah, it's very exclusive, folks. And by the way, stay tuned for Voice of Christian Israel because we're talking about the exclusive covenants. We're going to be covering Galatians 4. We'll have a longer break than usual because I need to take a break myself and uh, uh, rehydrate. <laughs> My coffee cup is empty. And uh, let's continue here. He, For Yahweh taketh pleasure in his people, namely Israel and nobody else, and that the word is Am. The Hebrew word for people is Am, um, His people, Am um, Israel. We, He will beautify the meek with salvation. Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen. Humble yourselves before Yahweh your Elohim. Verse five. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Uh, I need to wake up singing. <laughs> I'm tired of these aches and pains. Verse six. Let the high praises of Elohim, or in this case, it's simply El, I believe. My uh, concordance is not working right. Be in their mouth and a two edged sword in their hand. Most of our prophets are surnamed with the name of Yahweh, such as Jeremiah, Isaiah, and some of our surnamed by the word of El, like Ezekiel. Verse 7 To execute vengeance upon the heathen. Now, this is correct. This is a correct, even though it is Goy, and Goy simply means nation. Well, who are we supposed to execute vengeance upon? The heathen Jews and Edomites. The other races you know, do evil against us, but only at the instigation of the Jews. The other races could do us no harm without Jewish support. And punishments upon the people and people here is Leom, Leome. It's not uh, Am. Okay, am is usually reserved for Israelites, but in this case, it's a a different word for nation or people, leom. And verse 8, to bind their kings with chains. Okay, the chains of what? That kingdom that is yet to come, but it's very close, folks. Don't lose faith. Don't get worn out. Although there's that verse in uh, Daniel that says they will wear out the saints. We're almost worn out. But keep the faith, and we're almost out of time, here we go, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all his saints. Praise ye Yahweh. Thank you, Michael. See you next week. Take care.
2: Yahweh bless everybody. Yahweh bless you all, and don't forget to open telegram.